now listening to Thunder Radio, the podcast of the Manitoba First Nations Education Resource Centre. So welcome to Thunder Radio. We are here today with Nicole Mang. She is the multimedia developer here at the Manitoba First Nations Education Resource Centre. And um, maybe before we begin, she's here to talk about a very um, exciting and special project. But I'll just have her describe a little bit of what she does here at the center. Hi, Kim. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Um, Yes, I work at the center. I'm the multimedia developer. I do video primarily. So I'm doing educational videos um, with our specialists here. I'm traveling to communities. I'm documenting events. We, uh, I work on the podcast with you. I'm on the behind the scenes uh, every month. And so this is uh, a bit new. You being new. in front of the microphone. Yep. So hopefully everything works. Yes. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I've been with Center since uh, 2004. So quite a while. Good. Well, I'm excited to talk to you today about this project that you're working on um, based on Wabung. So for those who might not know what that is, first, we'll, I'll have you talk about what, what is Wabong. What is Wabong, right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, this is, um, this is a project that came to us from uh, AMC originally, from uh, Kathy Canoe and Janet Fontaine. They had created a document called Women of Wabong, which was acknowledging the women involved in the creation of what the Wabong position paper. So the Wabong position paper was written in 1971 as a response to the Trudeau's government's white paper, which essentially was um, written to abolish the status of Indians, as they were known at the time as. So um, the chiefs of Manitoba banded together um, under the direction of Grand Chief Dave Crescane uh, and the Manitoba Indian Brotherhood and created uh, the position paper, Wabang or Tomorrow's, which um, outlined a direction for their future that they saw as uh, a a future for themselves and uh, the position paper is now um, widely acknowledged as very in- influential and here at MFNERC it's very important to our organization as it was uh, basically why we exist um, so yeah the uh, the idea was really originally uh, uh, Janet and Kathy approached us to create a book and then we sort of talked about having some multimedia aspects uh, involved. And that's that's basically how I became involved in the project. Okay, great. So, and just quickly, um, the Wabang document covers a multiple of different areas, mm-hmm. not just education, but... Um, Culture, yeah. um, treaties and Aboriginal rights, land, hunting rights, housing, um, health. That was a big section um, that... Uh, that people worked on, I know, because we interviewed them for this project. So, yeah, that uh, yeah, it was a it was a whole vision, like it was sort of for everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so you were approached to do this project. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been, from what I understand, a very sort of interesting and uh, journey to find information to gather yeah. stories. Um, it turned into also a video mm-hmm. that we'll talk about as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll start with there was some historical footage that you wanted to include as part of the project. So yeah, maybe we, we'll start there. Right. So at first, like I wasn't too sure what the video would would be as far as an accompaniment to this proposed uh, book. I thought perhaps it might just be interviews, uh, talking head style stuff. You know what I mean? Like just 
just pretty cut and dry. Um, it wasn't until we started talking to Kathy and Janet a little bit about any possibility of related um, information that they they mentioned that they remembered seeing film footage from the time from the early 70s and um, and I was like well I need this footage this this sounds like it's relevant it, it was from what they recalled it was of the events that took place uh, surrounding Labung so it became basically my like <laughs> like single-minded vision to try to locate um, this film footage that they recalled. Unfortunately, it didn't seem like there it, it existed. It basically was missing or I couldn't even really confirm that it it did in fact exist. So um, we did uh, we did contact uh, Monique Warniak, who uh, works at the Winnipeg Public Library, who has been on this podcast. And we asked her to do some digging for us and see if she could find anything. And she did find an article from 1972 that outlined a premiere that happened at the Winnipeg Art Gallery that was of a film called Wabang Our Tomorrows, same name. Um, and uh, it had a bunch of details about, you know, that it, the Manitoba Indian Brotherhood was involved, the, the film crew, the producer, all this information. So. We knew that it existed, and it was just unfortunately titled the exact same name as the well-known document, Wabang Our Tomorrows, which made searching for any evidence of it very difficult because obviously the two items were then, you know, cro crossing paths, and, mm -hmm. and, and really the only information out there was on the book. So it seemed like a... It was just kind of crazy. Like there was just like nothing, nothing. We talked, we talked to people. It was, you know, people who were involved at the time and the person who made the film, which we can yes. talk about. Yes, <laughs> of course. His name was mentioned um, in the article mm -hmm. that uh, you just mentioned that Monique had found. Mm -hmm. uh, so maybe tell us a bit about how you found him and, and what he's like. Yeah. So th that was kind of the main clue that we ended up following was um was the name of this film producer named Bill McCaughey and he ran this company called Film Factory Productions in the 70s and and he was hired by the Manitoba Indian Brotherhood to produce this film and and basically from our understanding the film was was sort of documenting not just Wabang but the entirety of the centennial year which was 1971 so 1871 was the the signing of treaties one and two 71 was a commemoration and it, it wasn't a celebration um, as uh, Grand Chief Dave Crescent points out it was a commemoration because he he acknowledged that uh, the folks the First Nations folks did not fare very well with the the signings of the treaties but uh, they did they did want to document the events that, that took place during that year so um, we sort of had a convoluted way of, of locating uh, Mr. McCaughey which involved calls to North Dakota. Um, it's look, it's trying to sort of source him. He didn't have an online presence, so he wasn't easy to locate. Uh, but the the long and the short of it is, is that we did we did find him, um, and he didn't have it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so he didn't he didn't have it. He remembered it. He you know super, he's a super cool guy, and he um, he definitely remembered it. But he uh, he no longer was you know living in his home that he had at the time he doesn't have the business anymore so he didn't have access to to the stuff that he was producing back in the day, but uh, interestingly he did recall the 
he did recall the events of the uh, signing of Wobang. And he remembered that uh, the government was involved. So mm, in the capacity yeah. of like the National Film Board or I think it, I think it was basically like Indian Affairs and the National Film Board also showed up to film their own version of events. It's unclear whether they were using some of Mr. McCaughey's footage or if they were shooting their own. Um, I think it was a combination of both now that I look back at it. But so he recalled that that there was the government was involved and they had created another film called Rivers, Manitoba, because Rivers was the name of the general area, which Wobong, uh, the signing took place at the, the uh, presentation. Right. So oh, and just to clarify, the the Wabang paper um, was presented to Jean Chrétien. Yes. Yes. Yes, it was presented to Jean Chrétien, who's the Minister of Indian Affairs at the time. Um, and that took place at Rivers. Rivers. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rivers is what they call it. So so we had this clue that now there was this other film called Rivers, and it was like the worst name for a film because <laughs> it's just literally the name of a town, right? Um, so trying to search out any information on Rivers Manitoba is just the like <laughs> the yeah it's like doesn't exist but um but actually there was a reference to it online and it, it included a name of a director who was like I think her name was Barbara Shaw and some googling information on her I found out that she was a employee of Indian Affairs at the time it seemed like she was running their media department so she was given credit for this film and um it so it it existed like it seems like it was cataloged in in the way that the wabang or tomorrow's film was not um and so i was i was able to to locate rivers manitoba just randomly um searched every other possible database university um i found a lot of other materials that way which was actually really good because i'd located a lot of um old newspaper articles there's this old newspaper called the indian news um, I found old annual reports from the Manitoba Indian Brotherhood with a lot of photographs and stuff. So I did end up locating a lot of information just on these like secondary sort of like wild goose chases. Uh, but the discovery of this library archives was totally new to me. And they had a really great like searchable database. And I, and I was able to just like literally just type it in and find it. So it was really easy. And I was I was kind of disappointed by that, to tell you the truth. Like, oh. because in my mind, like, I didn't, like, I didn't want to discover, like, this film, like, in this digital mm. format. But they did have it. So, and we could just, like, basically order a copy of it. And they would send it to us. And, you know, the terms of the copyright were um, arranged where we were allowed to utilize uh some of the film clips in the project that we were developing, but we are not allowed to uh, distribute Rivers Manitoba because it is not owned by us. So uh, they did send it to us, and weirdly, it was like missing the ending. Um, it showed uh, basically the the presentation of Wabang with the different chiefs uh, presenting the different topic areas to Jean Chrétien, but it was missing what the ending. Like there was just like nothing there. So we were like wondering if there was like a, you know, maybe maybe they didn't want us to see that. Maybe there was something on there that was like, you know, not for public consumption. But uh, we did uh, contact the folks we were dealing with and they 
they said, yeah, you're right. We missed a whole section of this film and, and sent it to us. And we were very happy about that because it was a really awesome uh, sort of strong worded exchange between uh, Grand Chief Dave Crescent and then John Crescent's uh, response um, all uh, footage that we we definitely absolutely used in our um, short documentary that we produced so that was great it was a great find mm-hmm. and we never would have known about it at all you know like nobody knew about it really like I guess theoretically people knew about it but nobody mentioned it yeah. <laughs> you know yeah so uh, it, it was like, it was a great discovery, but it, it was still left us lacking because we, we didn't have the main film that we sought out in the first place, which was Wollabong Our Tomorrows. And, um, you know, I know that we were talking about how we, we basically went to Facebook. Yes, <laughs> yes we did. Yeah. <laughs> which is um, one of my roles here as well, uh, to do the social media. So... Yeah, we decided to put the call out to anyone. Yeah, because in the we, have, we have a good following of, of people mm-hmm. on our Facebook account. Like we we have people from all over Manitoba, and I think that that was the right move, and and it was the right move in the end because we got a lot of response to that. We posted the article, the original article that we found from the newspaper, as our main clue, and. Uh, People got back to us. They they kind of gave us information we already knew about. But there was one person who just was like, I remember seeing some films in a closet, you know? <laughs> and and I was like, this sounds very promising. I really, like, because in my mind, the, the idea of, like, finding the film, like, the original 16-millimeter film in, like, a trunk in a basement was, like, how I wanted that's to. That's how you envisioned, yeah. That's how yeah. I envisioned it. Like, it wasn't clicking on an online database so I was really excited I was like this sounds good and um so I called the um, community where it was located or where the you know the clue was leading the closet the closet (laughs) and they they weren't too sure they they didn't think that it was in there but I convinced them to let me come up and check it out and sure enough I found it I found two copies of it I actually found three I found two copies and I found one empty film canister oh so it was labeled and but there's no film inside and then two copies one with a handwritten uh note on it which was had a misspelling of wabang to wapung and uh, some other information so uh yeah I was really excited (laughs) about that it was really great and and uh, we, I was able to borrow the original films and take them to somebody here in the city who could restore them and uh, digitize them so that we would be able to um, watch it. You know, I don't have a 16 millimeter film projector. I don't know anybody who does. So, um, yeah, it was exciting. And so yeah. it turns out that we, we do have it. Like, we have the film. And it's amazing. You found um, it, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we are missing like a tiny section of it because basically the two film reels had to be combined together and one section was damaged so it's kind of like this opening sequence with um grand chief dave crescent presumably talking and after talking to bill mccaughey about that scene he he suspects it was only like maybe one minute long so you know i still kind of want to find another version because i i I basically want like a complete it's, it's kind of like it's almost complete but it's it's not quite but um, it's still really good. We the footage in it is amazing. So we ended up using like all like all of it basically um, as B roll in our um, 
in our 22 minute short yeah, documentary. documentary yeah. yeah which i'll have you talk about now um so kathy and janet approached you and it's become this uh wonderful documentary mm-hmm. uh, that you produced yeah so it, it, talk about it did change focus like i think when kathy and janet first approached us you know, their idea was really to to sort of follow the um, the acknowledgement of the women, and and the the proposed title was the women of Wabang. So that that was kind of like the way that we were approaching it. And then with the discovery of the archival footage, um, and also sort of like the thoughts around the fact that maybe people don't really know about Wabang, you know? Like, there, there isn't a Wikipedia entry on Wabang, just for an example. Like, I think it's known in the community of people who are educators and par- perhaps some of the people who were around back in the day, but I don't necessarily know that, like, people are really know about it. So we decided to shift the focus a little bit on, on the documentary that we were creating and and actually provide a little bit of that historical information. So, to, you know, to give a little bit of, of um, background and understanding what, why was Wabang created, you know, who was involved, what were the reasons of this. So we interviewed some of the key players involved. So that was uh, Verna Kirkness, uh, uh, Janet Fontaine, um, and Jocelyn Briere. Derek, Grand Chief Derek Neekman is yes, in there. Yes, <laughs> and we got the son of uh, Dave Prashane Sr., his son Dave Prashane Jr. So he's a very respected elder, and he uh, was really good for um, providing insight. Uh, because he, he was around then, too. Uh, he worked at the Manitoba Indian Brotherhood. So um, we had these great people who were able to provide us sort of like the story of the time, um, you know, the events that were happening at the time, the the landscape, the political landscape, all these things that were able, you know, to build the story, and and the ability to include the archival footage to to show to really like take you as the viewer back to the time, and not not only see it but also hear it because, um, for instance, uh, Dave Crescine, um Senior, you know, he's delivering these speeches and they're really powerful and what he's saying in 1971 is like totally relevant today it's absolutely relevant so the film that we found Wobang Our Tomorrows is on our YouTube page and I would encourage everybody to watch it because it's really it's a really important part of you know First Nations history but also just like in Manitoba too like I, I feel like it's just like everybody should see this. So the fact that they went to the trouble to do this, like they shot like 22,000 feet of film. That's what it said in that article. So it was just like a huge amount of, and and I would love to find the original film. Like, I mean, if that existed somewhere, I would like lose my mind. It would be so cool. (laughs) But basically what we got was the, you know, the edited final version. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it was, I think it's just a really important discovery. And that was uh, like really important for us to be able to uh, gain the copyright on that so that we can share it. And that that really was the the purpose of it was to make sure that it was available and it's on YouTube and everybody can see it, you know. So we'll link to that, I think, in this, the information for this podcast. So yeah, the yeah, listeners so can click and then and watch, and it, watch it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and now 
the documentary you created. Um, is it finished and when will it be available? It's and it's so close. Like it's yeah. it's really close to being finished. Um, it is it just is like in the final sound revision um, stages right now. And we uh, we do have a date set for a local premiere. So it's going to be March 2nd oh, okay. um, and it'll be at Cinematheque. So I know that's like a couple months away, but that will be something that we're hyping up because the other part of this too is that like we didn't abandon the book um, idea right, of course yeah. and that we are pr- still producing uh, a document to go along with with this film and it will also include a teacher's guide so it will have a dvd with our documentary included in it so that's something that we are also developing right now too so that still has to go to the printers and i think that basically by the time everything is sort of organized we will be able to present it to the public at at that time and maybe we'll have it for sale on our website or something before that yeah um but uh that's kind of like our goal for for really like showing it and and we did we showed a we showed a few unfinished versions of it uh to chiefs assembly last week and we showed it at our conference in october uh circle of knowledge and it's had a really it's yeah it's had a really great response like i think people are really engaged and especially it's interesting because a lot of people you know will say oh I, you know like I was there like it, there's the events of the um the uh centennial that they held at lower Fort Gary and so that's included in, in the archival footage and a lot of people you know recall being there at the time and also interestingly like we've recognized people in the film who are like like work like co-workers of ours who are like children in the film and they recognize themselves so wow. it's um it's interesting for people people have recognized like their um uh relatives their grandparents uh who were being honored you know so um yeah like i just i think it just is really interesting for a lot of different people <laughs> to mm-hmm. see and something they can be very proud of yeah absolutely like yeah it was um i think definitely like when you look at you know the vision of the leaders at that time it's it's uh is really quite astounding so um i i was very happy to be part of this project and and i was pleased that you know it it went in the direction it did i feel like it was just you know very unexpected mm-hmm, absolutely <laughs> and not not every day you know does i i, I feel like uh there's like a mystery that needs to be solved, solved yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the fact that this did have this sort of like um interesting twist to it I think makes it uh even more important <laughs> yeah yeah I think so too and one thing I also love um is even though it ended up not being just focused on the women of Wabung it's still that's still a huge oh yeah um, yeah absolutely we did yeah it. we didn't abandon that at all like we basically what we wanted to do was sort of like tie these themes together yes. so we we wanted to tell the story but we wanted to still honor the people who were instrumental in in creating it and so the history you know is one part of it um, we also wanted to acknowledge uh, Grand Chief Dave Crushane for his leadership and vision. Um, and then, yeah, the women, that was huge because they like, you know, like um, Janet Fontaine says in the documentary, she's like, without the help of a lot of the women who are in like the support administrative positions, it never would have been done. Mm-hmm. Like it never would have been completed because they were the ones who were putting in the 
you know, it's like typewriters. Yeah. Right. Like they they joke in the movie about how their Xerox machine broke down and that they were up until six in the morning, like the day before. Like it was crazy. Like they didn't have computers and printers. Yeah. Right. So the people, you know, the women who were involved, it was like they at the time, too, they it was just kind of like the beginning of like the, the feminist movement and all these different things were happening. So, um, yeah, we absolutely we we spend qu- a, a large portion of the film actually ag- acknowledging the women involved um, at the time. Uh, it was the first female chief in Manitoba had just been elected. So Jean Falster and she was selected to actually present the culture aspect of Wabang to Jean Chrétien. Um, so that, that was like huge, right? That, that was like the shift that was taking place. Um, that never had happened before. So Mm -hmm. we definitely focus on that. And then I think, you know, the main sort of takeaway message too, in the end is like, why, why is this important to revisit? What, like, what are, what is the message of Wobong? Like what, why is this something that we need to still think about, um, and, uh, you know, I guess you got to watch the film, but the, yeah. they, we talk about it, right? Like it's, yeah. it's definitely, um, it's definitely impactful, I think, as, uh, as just a reminder of our, of our history and First Nations people's history. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And there will also be a website accompanying it or a webpage? Yep. There's or... going to be a webpage. Yeah. Yep. So we're, we're setting it up. It is, uh, ourtomorrowsfilm.com. And we'll link to it through our MFNORC site, but it, it will have more specific information about the film. So once we sort of dial down um, any showings of, of the film, if we send it out anywhere, if it's going to be screened, um, all that information. Is, and some of the information, too, regarding like the people who we interviewed, uh, the people involved in in creating it, um, some of the backstory, like the story that I just told you regarding some of the research and um and and a trailer too which we're still working on but that <laughs> that'll be done right away <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so all that information will be on the website and uh yeah we're really hoping that um you know we get some feedback and and hear what people have to say about this mm-hmm. well it's an amazing story of how it came about i think so oh thanks i think people will be very interested and in, and to keep following the story you know as it as more people learn about yeah Wabong and the history so yes yeah. absolutely yeah so is there anything else you want to say about the film or um, your work on it or? I don't know I mean it's been a like a really like great process like I I feel like I would I would like to tackle more of these types of of projects like perhaps there's other unearthed mysteries to absolutely, you know delve yeah. into like um, yeah, I think I think it'd be worthwhile. It's like, you know, talk to people and, and see what what's out there because, you know, it uh, it wasn't really that hard to find to find this film. Like it seems like it sort of was, but not really. <laughs> I mean, I only you know I didn't really have to like get. I only had to leave like technically my computer at one point. Like okay, there yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of actual legwork involved. So. Like, um, yeah, I'd be game for like, you know, maybe maybe there's something else out there. So then anyone listening, if you have something in the back of your mind <laughs> that's 
wait a minute, I remember seeing or hearing something about that. You can contact us. Yeah. 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 Maybe it's a story that we, you know, we could uh, team up and, and tell like uh, some cool historical mm-hmm. information or, or who knows? I mean, I, I bet there's a lot out there. I bet people have a lot of stories to tell. And um, yeah, I began to I began to hear about them for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So the only thing is that our film, our documentary, won't actually be available for viewing online just yet. Oh, okay. Um, we, like I said, it will be uh, on a DVD, and that DVD will be available uh, in a resource that we will have uh, available on our online store, which is mfner.com, the store. Um, the shop. The shop, sorry. <laughs> the shop. Yes. And uh, so... Once we figure out what we're doing with it, as we, you know, we're going to see if, if there is anybody interested in broadcasting it. Um, and that just sort of prevents us from actually sharing it for free at this point. But uh, it, it will be available. Like, it'll it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would just say, you know, check, connect with us on, on social media and we'll keep you informed as far as what's happening and, and dates and possible viewings and yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 So, so there will be ways to see it. There will be ways. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it just might not be on YouTube. Right. But the original archival film is is on YouTube. Yeah. So, <laughs> so go and watch. So it. check that out. <laughs> yes, because it's very cool. Yeah, I'd love to hear back from people on that for sure. Yeah. Okay, great. So thank you, Nicole, so much for being here. It was so wonderful to chat with you about your project and uh, learn more about Wabung and. Um, We look forward to the premiere in March. Great. Thanks, Kim. Thank you.